0: get
1: involved with people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. I-
2: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. This is Josh. And this is episode 40. The big 40. Right? I'm so excited. I am so excited. Like so we are we're titling this episode Paragasm <laughs> because because
0: Connor said so. Because
2: Connor said so. Who yeah, Connor uh Connor Hopkins from the Ghost Files is right uh Right here in studio with us
0: again, like always. I apologize.
2: So it's fine, it's fine now. But also joining us, we have Nathan Leet and Blake Wilkerson, all from A Brush with Evil, which is our movie. <laughs> so we're we're just, we're uh, shamelessly plugging that right now. But no, um, everybody came over to the house uh, to see Connor. Before he leaves back to uh,
0: California
2: California Tomorrow And so we're all over here partying And having fun Uh, Blake Blake fell down already (laughs) Um, Which if you don't know Blake Blake falls down like all The time Like literally all the time And so Blake fell off my porch This evening Uh, So the night's complete You know it's pretty It's pretty good it's not too shabby. So yeah. Um What were we going to talk about this evening? The movie. Get the that movie. up and get up right up in there. The movie. We're going to talk about the movie? Yes. Now what exactly like specifically are we going to talk about with the movie?
0: Well, it's Be- almost done again.
2: It is almost done again. Now, there's reason, yeah. A brush with evil 8.0. <laughs> but 8.2.0. But we uh we're going to be releasing this film very, very soon. Uh when did we say? The fall. Like yeah, the fall sometime. I'm I'm wanting like uh October, maybe late September. But I'm thinking it'll be it'll be soon. So yeah. I wanna ask each and every one of you a specific question though. Regarding regarding the movie. And I wanted to see what your thoughts were about the scariest part of the whole process for you? What was the scariest part of filming for you? Connor, specifically.
0: Well, The scariest part for me is when I got a Facebook message from some random fucking dude saying, hey, I want to make a movie. And I'm like, oh god, because we've had bad experiences in the past with sketchy people wanting to make movies with our young boyish faces. So... <laughs> geez, <scary>. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so... Tur- but yeah... <laughs> Turns out Josh is pretty cool, thank God.
2: I'm yeah. not too bad. No. But the thing is, I, I had to...
0: friendship has spawned from the movie.
2: But I had to, like, background check you as well. Because I didn't know who you guys were either. And so I'm talking to this mutual friend that Connor and I share. And I was like, hey, I want to make a movie. And she was like, oh, yeah, these guys are pretty cool. And I'm like, are they sketchy? Like, what's the deal with them, you know? But it was funny because at the exact same time, they were asking about me if I was sketchy and kind of weird. Which you are. Which I am. So So are So are you. (laughs) No, no, it works out.
0: But yeah, no, as far as filming A Brush With Evil, I guess the most fucked up part that scared me so bad, like, was everything you said that was going to happen, it actually happened. Like, shit went down every night.
2: The place is jacked up. The place is absolutely jacked up. Um, And yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been there before and nothing has happened. So I was quite nervous. I was very nervous. But I was like very, very happy, I guess. If that's the word that you want to use. But every single night, something happened. Something significant happened on every single night of filming, which was four consecutive nights at one location, which is... Almost unheard of. So we were very, very fortunate, I think, in that aspect.
0: Yeah, we were, like, pretty much four for four. Like, some got crazier than others, but I don't know. So I guess the best way to phrase it was your story was so outrageous that it seemed unbelievable. Right. And then it actually fucking happened, which was scary. Like, not scary enough to where I was like, oh, no. It was like, more like fuck yes. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. And it's- just the shit surrounding, like after the film, which I guess we'll talk about next.
2: Yeah. Now, let's go to Blake here real quick, though.
3: Let's not. <laughs>
2: Blake, is this the first time you've been on the show?
3: I believe so. Oh, my yeah, God. if it's not, I was too drunk to remember.
2: So. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, for you, what was the scariest part about the A Brush With Evil filming process?
3: Uh, It's probably a pretty close tie between Actually, getting me to go back out there and the night in the U-Haul. What and happened? I was left alone after everyone had agreed that we that would use the buddy system. I was
1: only fifteen feet away.
2: <laughs> right, Nate was taking a leak. <laughs> I was. So the buddy system doesn't apply when bathroom breaks happen.
3: <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> you,
2: so what? You no, wait. set the scene here. Set the scene, though. Everybody was kind of dispersed.
3: Yeah, uh, it was right after.
2: Right Forget after is my ISO. brother's isolation session.
3: Right, so we're kind of just relaxing and taking a break and putting equipment away and on chargers to get ready for the next next go-around.
1: Well, we're all kind of high-strung because James has gotten pretty intense. There. Yeah,
3: so we were, we were all ready for a break anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, in, I ended up, the Reader's Digest version is, I ended up at the U-Haul, in the U-Haul alone, putting away a, a microphone.
2: What did you see?
3: Uh, it was a shadow, a smoky type shadow up in <laughs> the <laughs> okay. In the so, m- 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 mother's attic. Okay, so I'm, I'm setting up this. I'm
2: <laughs> setting up the joke right now. It's our, an inside <clears throat> joke. We apologize. Our, no, they'll see it though in the oh, film. That's right, it They're did gonna make see. Film. Yeah. Oh, yeah it this <laughs> this part, like right after Blake gets terrified, he comes running out of this, and we're all like, "What the hell is going on?" And I go to our uh, director of photography, Brendan, and I was like, um, "I was like, what's going on?" And he was telling me, but Brendan was so excited about what was actually happening that he was, uh, he was stumbling over was, his it words. Was a, it was
3: a very nervous. It nervous was crazy.
2: Stutter. It was, and so there's this part of a U-Haul. There's the big open area, and then there's another little, what they call a mother's attic. Which is a,
3: the little spot above the cab.
2: Right. So you can put, that's where we kept our snacks.
3: <laughs> okay. Now, and apparently a demon.
2: And apparently a demon. But I like <laughs> the demons like nutter butters, just <laughs> FYI. You want to lure those bastards out? It's science. But uh, so we're asking Brendan, like, <laughs> he's on film saying this. He's like, up in the mother's attic, <laughs> is what he says, but it's, oh my god, it's funny.
3: You think we're exaggerating, but that was pretty yeah. that was is pretty close. It is, it is funny. It is funny. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, Then he follows up with, he's like, I haven't seen anyone run like that since Hank's in Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, dude. So <laughs> <laughs> <Since laughs> everybody Hank's got a good laugh b- at
3: me, <laughs> the cripple who's got, missing a foot, running <laughs> like yeah. Hank away from. From this U-Haul. And I was actually in the U-Haul, and the door is like a garage door, and it was halfway down. And in my rush to get out of the U-Haul, I smacked my face on the halfway down door, fell out of the U-Haul, and then proceeded to run for the highway. Which, dude, you were running, man. Like, you were running highway fast.
1: highway is about eight and a half miles from where we're
2: from. Yeah, and Blake wanted to just leave.
3: Yeah, I, I, was, I was ready to be
2: done. But, you know, it's interesting, though, because after that... Uh, summer another cast member of ours she you know flat out said that's probably enough for one evening because a lot had already happened that night and a lot of things that we captured on film and in recordings that we didn't even know was going on had gone on and then poor Blake (laughs) knocking himself out And then you, I'm sorry. And then I felt, yeah. Then
3: you fell down again. So, in between the driveway and the growl road, it had been raining for like a week straight. <laughs> and we finally got four good days to film. Yeah. And so I went to make that corner and, in that mud puddle and you yeah. bit shit. That's yeah. what happened.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, Nate, what about you, my friend? Get right up in the mic and um, eat it. You got to eat it. The
1: scariest thing for me was really more the anticipation based on uh, what we've all had happen in years past with, you know, attempted possessions being thrown out windows. Yeah. Just all of that. Like when we were actually there, I got a little freaked out, but nothing that I would call super scary. It was just that anticipation every night. of since it started escalating, like going into the third night where I knew I was going to be in there by myself and then the final night just the anticipation of okay is something horrible gonna happen was probably the worst part
2: and i you know with you specifically i remember talking with you know members of the crew like connor and brendan and saying that you know with you or whatever we should really draw this out a little bit um make things take a little longer than normal. Um, really get your, your fear level <laughs> through the roof, anticipation through the roof, and and see where this goes. And I mean, even during your isolation session, mm. things were going down. Yeah. You know?
1: it, had I been able to hear like a normal person, <laughs> that would uh, probably have freaked me out a lot more. Because there was a lot of stuff that I heard that I thought was just you guys out screwing around in the U-Haul.
2: No, like the thing is like in the u-haul we were all gathered around one video monitor watching all these angles of the isolation session going down we can hear everything going on and then see everything that was going on but yeah i mean we were all just gathered around there you know we were motionless we never really moved around at all so
3: well we did have that uh when the U-Haul rocked, the same situation. Everybody's dead quiet. Now that was on at, was that was on mine.
2: Out. That was my isolation yep. session. Um, all I know is like I was in there and I didn't hear a freaking thing. So, uh, what what did you guys describe it as? Like something hitting the, it, it the was U-Haul like truck?
3: Something large came up and pushed on it's the like side of the u
1: Body checked the U-Haul. I well,
0: thought a pterodactyl flew into it. <laughs> I, still, I was first thought like well it wasn't a fucking bird cuz it was way too big so pterodactyl. Right.
1: Well in leading up to that it kept sounding like something was kind of like walking or crawling around up on the roof for probably yeah. 10 minutes before for
3: probably like 10
1: minutes before that big shake happened. So right. it was just kind of building up and building.
3: Up. What I found really odd about that was there was no thump, there was no like something hitting the side. It was just all of a sudden it lurched.
2: Well, here's what's weird about it. I'm literally in this chapel, and where was the van parked? Right, probably as like far as way as we could, but 20,
1: 30 feet behind the
3: chapel.
2: I mean, yeah, probably forty feet. Yeah, but yeah it, was, it was more than that. 40, 50 feet, maybe. <clears throat> but all I know is, during that time, or I would have heard something hit that. You know, I mean, it's a forty foot long fucking truck i would have heard something but i didn't hear it at all so it was just weird so yeah i wish i could have experienced it with you but i was dealing with my own shit at the same time
1: well that and uh all the shadow people we were seeing that we didn't get in film that were you know between the cars when someone was in there
2: that was messed up my wife even ran out of the van one night uh Oh, with the
1: spotlights into
3: the cemetery. She thought people
2: people were out there like jacking around with us, which is not that far-fetched because everybody and their dog fucking knew we were out there and what we were doing because we had been in the papers and uh, all over the place. Everybody knew what we were doing. So it's not that far-fetched, but we we couldn't find anybody ever. No, not
3: even. Well, the one night there was Dewey on the grass and Mm -hmm. the only footprints we saw out there were ours.
2: Right. That was, it was an interesting time. I know that.
0: I I remember Kirsten was out there, James was out there, like James, the hunter, was fucking tracking
2: our own. (laughs) Yeah,
0: And he's like, there has to be somebody out here. It's not a coon, like, you know, oh, he was pissed too. Oh. He
2: was ready to like fucking it, kill somebody. There's
0: a quote. It's not in the final cut, but he's like, "If you're a fucking human being, you better show yourself right now. Because when I do find you, and I will find you, <laughs> I am gonna kick the shit out of you, and you are not leaving here." He's like, "So come out now, and you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. Or
2: you'll be the next one." Oh my gosh!
1: But yeah, like there was one time. I love it. I was looking out the back of the U-Haul. And I thought you walked out to your car to get something, and then I saw everyone was either in the U-Haul or visible on the monitors in right. the chapel.
2: Yeah, so that wasn't me. No, <laughs> that was clearly not you. Oh my gosh! All I know is, it, it was a great, <laughs> it was a great freaking experience. But at the same time, you know, it's like going into this project itself. I wanted to tell the story of a haunted ass fucking chapel that has bothered us for. A decade plus now. And that I wanted to take this story and fucking throw it away. Put it behind us entirely. But the problem with that is now. I think we've all been affected. Even since we've stopped filming. Like for me personally like my nightmares and things like that. They haven't stopped. I don't know if they ever will at this point. You know, and that's just something I live with. It's something I deal with. Uh, it's more so something my wife deals with when I fucking wake up in the middle of the night, fucking screaming or whatever. But you know, Nate, what about you? Like, since we've stopped filming, what are your thoughts? How are you feeling the aftermath portion of this?
1: Um, I thought I'd kind of avoided like all the problems that everyone was having until I tried to get my book edited. Right. Because then, like, my first editor fell through. Yeah, go ahead. and Tell the story here. Okay. About, about what happened with that. So, I wrote a book, uh, The Spirits That Haunt Me. It's uh, largely based on my personal experiences at uh, Workman's Chapel and some other investigations I've done. Right. And I finally finished it right after we had filmed the movie. Right. And I was... I'd done my edits, and as a former journalist I sent it to some of my friends from you know that were two of them were editors for newspapers right one of them had helped edit a bunch of short fiction for other writers and uh, just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong with this like for a while it was starting to feel kind of like the omen yeah because first editor said he could do it a month later goes hey sorry I can't do it yeah after sitting on it, I'm like, okay, whatever. So I sent it to two different editors at that point.
2: Probably smart.
1: Within 24 hours of each other, yeah. one my friend, uh, Kristen, that was editing for me, said, hey, I got your file. I opened it up. I worked on it. Left it open overnight on my computer. And... All of a sudden, the next morning, my computer won't read it. It says the file type doesn't exist. It's trying to open with different programs that have no relation to it. So it's corrupted. And and so she's like, I don't know what I can do for you. Everything else on my computer is fine.
2: Right, right.
1: My second editor. Yeah, says, this is a good one. Yeah. My second editor was a former newspaper editor of mine, Jeff. Uh, he says last I talked to him was like a Thursday night. He says, I'm almost done. I'll have it to you Saturday. By Monday, <laughs> I still haven't got it yet. And I just send him a text saying, thinking, you know, email got lost, something like that. Right. Uh, send him a text saying, hey, did you he get that uh, file sent to me? And he goes, no, sorry. I fell down and broke two, two ankles and an arm. Uh, like so I'm like, the dude did you get broke. Hit by a car? Because, well, he says that. And <laughs> Jeff's the kind of guy who will, like if he had a legit excuse for why he didn't get it done, he would still say something stupid like that. Right. Right. But I had a feeling like he was serious for once. (laughs) And so I'm like, really? What, what happened? And he sends me this next test. And the first line is, well, I was crossing the street. Yeah. So immediately I think he gets hit by a car (laughs) and he goes, no, I made it across the street and the street he was crossing was like an eight lane street. It was like downtown Burlington. Oh my God. And, uh, so he goes, I made it across the street, went to step up, and wiped out when I stepped on the curb. Whoa. They think both my wrists are broken, possibly an ankle. Dude. I'm like, well, okay, you know, don't worry about the book. You got. It. Yeah. It's what I tell him in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, so yeah, now it's catching, not up with me, but with all my friends and exactly. help to try and get this book finished. Exactly. And thankfully, it turns out he had just sprained a few things yeah. and was able to finish it. But also within twenty four hours of each other, Jeff says, "Hey, it was just sprains. I'll have it done this weekend." Kirsten sends me a text like fifteen minutes later, yeah, and says, <laughs> "Oh, hey, I got the got a new computer. My the file works perfectly. I'll have it to you in the morning." Wow. So yeah, it was just really bizarre, and I can't help but thinking something <sighs> from Maryville because you had your problems with the books too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I had very similar problems. Uh, editors quitting because they were waking up with nightmares and uh, the sleep paralysis type phenomenon going on where, you know, they were waking up and feeling like they couldn't move and couldn't breathe and something was sitting on their chest and stuff like that. So, yeah, I had very similar, you know, experiences and stuff like that. So, But uh, what about you, Blake? Like, what about you since we've stopped filming like a big portion of this movie kind of falling down no but it's (laughs) it it revolves around you a lot
3: it it does and i i'm i'll admit i'm very disappointed that nothing physical uh (laughs) uh, happened there was plenty of physical well paranormal physical (laughs) (laughs) but you know I think I think for me is I got out of it after after the experience 10 years ago uh, after being put out the window I didn't need to prove anything to anybody right I, and I was just done I, I didn't want to be a part of it anymore you know believe what you want to believe uh, and, and I believe what I believe and I don't need any more convincing so that so that's the reason I had got gotten out of it well,
2: I know you were definitely the hardest person to get on board. With the project,
3: right? Because I I didn't want to go back. Like I said, I I'd been convinced, didn't didn't want or need to go back. So yeah, I I stood my ground for for a long time. What a couple weeks, maybe before you were gonna start filming, I finally said yes. Yeah, but (laughs) I think I think how it's affected me is now I want to go. I want to do it more again. I want to get back in it and and do more hunting. But again, that opens up to. You know the, the the guinea pig type thing. <laughs> Apparently, I become a little fearless when we when we do these hunts and get myself in
2: situations that Blake makes really excellent bait. He does. <laughs> he always has. This one night in particular, I'm going to tell the story. We were young, dumb college kids, or whatever, and this was before. This was before everything really went down that got bad with the chapel. And I said. Blake go in there by yourself. So we're standing at the doorway of this chapel and I said I say, was
3: still a skeptic at the, at the time. I was a skeptic of the group to say, you know, that was the wind, that was an asshole right. calm down, you crazy sons of bitches.
2: <laughs> but Blake goes in and he's walking very very slowly and he's like, "Oh my god." It was dark. Like, yeah, it was crazy dark and
1: but the floor was still there at that time. But yeah,
2: the floor was still intact, but and I said, uh, Blake, piss it off." And he just goes... Show yourself. Yeah, show yourself. And I go, oh, way to go, buddy. That ought to that oughta do it. <laughs> you know? And it just me being a smartass. And so we're kind of giggling or whatever. And then Blake like, interrupts the laughter with saying, show yourself, fucker. Like, I mean, he got pissed about show it. Show yourself, fucker. <laughs> fucking... But right then, it sounded like the ceiling was collapsing. And I don't know what the hell...
3: It sounded like a cinder block had fallen from the raft, ra- But it of kept
2: going. Yeah. It just kept going. Now, Blake then hits his butt and literally backpedals out the. So <laughs> he's moving backwards out the front of the chapel, which is amazing. So, But it was good stuff. It was good stuff. Now, what about uh, Mr. Connor Hopkins? What about you? And since the film. Oh fuck! Even even before the film, because I, I know well, before, you have during and after, like yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. You have a lot. You have a lot of stuff that has kind of attached. How, how itself. much
0: do you want me to get into?
2: I want you to tell about Streetlight Ghost.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it all started. So we filmed in August, and we were coming in for a scout trip and to shoot some pitch videos and concept stuff and just get everything in place. We had to come out here in June.
2: The end of June, the Yep. End of
0: June. So me and our other two investigators in our team, Brendan and Hayden. It's fucking long countless nights fucking typing schedules and typing shot lists and gear lists and charging cameras and packing and like there's a lot of work that goes into this, you know.
2: Yeah, a ton. Yeah.
0: So I remember one night in particular, <laughs> me and Hayden were at our office working, fucking probably eleven o'clock, midnight, pretty late, working. Know, after school and stuff because that's what we do and we hear boom 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 knock on the office door so like, god damn it because we know no one's like actually knocking on the fucking door <laughs> right. so we go outside sure shit nothing Then we hear all this chaos in the office and so we run back in all this shit gets thrown off the desk and it's on the floor so we didn't see it but we heard a noise and fucking saw the shit on the ground so we're like all right Whatever, so that happened like three times in a row that night. And at the time, Hayden was house-sitting at Brendan's house, and Brendan was in Disneyland. And the night before, um, Hayden had told me a story about how he was experiencing stuff in Brendan's house, just seeing shadow figures and hearing noises. And then Brendan had told me some stuff happened in his house. And so that all happened that week. But that night we were at the office, Me me and Hayden parted ways, he went home to his house because he didn't have to go to Brennan's house that night but Brennan was still gone and I went to my buddy's house just to hang out before I went home and went to bed and so I uh, I guess I got to my buddy's house around 11 so it wasn't as late at the office but I remember leaving it was before midnight so it wasn't too late walking out to my car and for the first time in my life I'm like oh fuck like something's gonna happen I couldn't describe it like, I felt all psychic and fucking crazy or something. I'm like, something's right. going to happen. We're, someone's going to see a ghost tonight. So I call Brendan, and I call Hayden. So I call Hayden. Hayden's like, yeah, dude, I felt the same way ever since we left the office. Something was in my car with me on my way home. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go find this fucker. <laughs> so I go to every fucking haunted spot in Auburn, because I figured if a ghost was coming from out of town, it was going to stay at a ghost friend's house. <laughs> at a ghost friend's house. That was my house. logic. <laughs> 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 I, I felt fucking... That's awesome logic. I, <laughs> I need a ghost friend. I felt friend. insane. I felt fucking crazy So I'm driving around in the middle of the night all around town And then finally Brendan answers his phone So I tells him and he just laughs He's like I'm at the happiest place on earth That's going to happen to me he was, at Disney- <laughs> he was at Disneyland So I'm like alright he's fucking worthless. He's <laughs> worthless So I'm on the phone with my friend Jasmine And I'm on the street And I'm telling her all about this I'm like okay yeah something's happening I don't know what it is I sound crazy but do you want to hang out I'm just freaking out I don't want to go home I can't go to bed She's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. So I'm sitting there on the street, on the phone with her still, and in my rear view mirror, I see all the streetlights down the street go out. And I'm just like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And sure as shit, a big old shadow figure walks across the street, and all the lights turn back on. And immediately my phone rings, and it's Hayden. Hayden is almost in tears. He's like, hey, so after you called me, like I started looking around my house, but my mom's super religious, so I figured nothing would come in the house. so I was like, "I'll go outside and look for it. He didn't He made it to his kitchen, and outside on his porch, he saw through the window was this tall shadow figure.
2: whoa,
0: and I was just like, "Um, there we fucking go. there it is. Can yeah. you describe the shadow figure? It's thin, tall, black same same as my very first ghost I saw, yeah, <laughs> which maybe it's all connected that maybe it was okay. all meant to be.
2: How weird is that to even think of, though? Like, that it was all meant to be. It's fucked. It is fucked. It's fucked. Mm. But at the same time, so, it's... Yeah. So know. this is
0: all the shit that happened to me, what, two months... Or a month? Almost two before, months before we filmed the fucking Before movie. we even filmed so the So then movie. we go to, So then we're like, all right, let's go to Iowa. So we drive. <laughs> let's go to <laughs> Iowa. My fucking car breaks down. Like, it's like... Everything goes wrong that can goes wrong. We Now, film,
2: it is film. exactly, mind you, it is exactly 24 hours of a trip from Connor's driveway to mine. Easy. Exactly easy 24 drive. hours. Yeah, easy drive.
0: i have done it a few times, but... <laughs> anyway, our car broke down in Utah. We were strained. Of course, like we were in a major city. We were in Salt Lake. Yeah. Then we leave, then we're in the middle of nowhere. That's when the car breaks down. So the, the mechanic out in the middle of nowhere is like, yeah, I can fix that. The water pump. <laughs> uh, Gonna take about four, six hours for it to get here. Yeah. My god, so we climbed a mountain and we sat there and looked at the fucking desert for hours. Yeah. So we finally get here. Shit happened here. We went to the chapel. Shit was happening at your house. <laughs> we filmed the movie. Shit happened back home in California. Shit happened at your house when we came to visit.
2: I was gonna say there's almost too much. It's just that was yeah, going on. I'm not on even gonna talk about to, it. Exactly.
0: Because it's just it's the same shit. It's the knocks, it's the shadow people, it's the whispers. And then so then we filmed the movie, we get it out. And I remember in March, like I was out here. Um, Josh was having a string of bad luck. His van broke down, everything broke. Everything. I broke. went through like the worst breakup of my life. Like it was like everything was wrong. We kept saying we're like we just got to get through March. Just get through March and we'll go on tour. So March we did. has
2: always been a weird month for me anyway. Like I just March so, just doesn't sit well with me.
0: So that was like our saying as like a team. We're like we just got to get through March. Just got to yeah. get through March. So then we finish it. It gets out. Like, I know we're still working on it for the online release, but we toured it.
2: Yeah, we we already started touring the film right. and things like that.
0: I have not caught a fucking break since taking this project <laughs> on. Like, I feel like everyone else gets haunted, like, nightmares or, like, seeing ghosts and stuff. But that shit doesn't bother me because I've been dealing with that for seven years. Like, oh, whatever. It's just, I I call it Princess. Like, oh, Princess is going to show itself tonight. Right. Um, But, like... I guess this is personal but like like a deep dark depression just out of nowhere for no reason. Right. And well, you can't shake and I feel it's all connected.
2: I'm sure you're absolutely right. Honestly. What's up? Blake, did you have something in sight? Well, no,
0: I, he mentioned
3: uh, <laughs> the the whole meant to be uh, yeah, part of this aspect which is I mean, kind of
2: which is scary to think yeah, about. It
3: is scary to think about, but if you look back on on just our story just between you and me, you know, we met when I was, uh,
2: yeah, how old were you?
3: I think I was seven. No, well, I was seventeen or eighteen. I was a junior or senior. And then uh, a year, and then we just were jamming in a basement playing guitar uh, yeah. with my friend Seth, and in his basement, you know, like we always do, playing video games, jamming on the guitar. Yeah. And so one night we're doing this, and this guy Josh shows up, and he's he's pretty good, and he's teaching me some things, and then I. You know he leaves. I didn't see him again until uh, I went off to college, Yeah. and we got on the same elevator together to, by coincidence. Yeah, to
2: go up to the dorm room. To floors. go up to the
3: same floor and everything, and we just kind of stood there and stared yeah, at each other. It was kind other, of
2: like, a weird. It was kind of a weird man crush moment type deal, like it where was, it, was it was like we like were, like we're I just know staring from somewhere. Yeah. We, we were just staring like
1: though. I ran into you my first day on campus at Iowa State. Yeah it was like, all these
3: random run-ins with each other. Right. And my
1: si- younger sister had been friends for a couple of years at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted I wish
2: Connor had. I wish Connor had a mic in front of him at that point. <laughs> when he just said that, he's like, oh, yeah.
3: But it, it was. We we stood there and stared at each other on the elevator. And we, people we probably know, thought we were weird, but it was like, we I, didn't just I know stare. you from somewhere. We looked longingly into each other's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and, then, and then the music started. Yeah.
0: But yeah, like I don't know, just everything came together, and then I know the rest of the crew that out here thinks I'm fucking weird. But how many times have I been back to Iowa since? Since that, like you guys are my best fucking friends now. You're like
3: an honorary Iowan or something. It's the sixth. Iowa's fuck the sixth.
2: Yeah. So let me say, like, you've been here so often that my wife considers you one of her own. Yeah. Now my my daughter considers you her brother. Like it's. Fox. Like, that's how... Sorry. No, it's good. It's a good thing. But, like... I wish I went to college with you guys. Oh, my God. No, you we don't. We would have died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would we would have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, we did plenty of that. Well, every time you guys oh, were yeah. like,
0: you know, maybe this is a bad idea. That's what I would have been like,
2: nope. Which is
3: very rare for
0: you guys. That's how
2: Jesus. you
3: guys well, that, that was usually my, my role in in the college scene was, yeah, you know, we'd come up with a stupid idea, and I'd be like, well, why not?
2: Yeah, why not? Come, come on. Yeah, Blake on. that was Blake's thing. Come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. With, with come Connor on. backing come Blake,
1: we all would have died at the age of 22.
2: Which would have been fine. <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> come on. <laughs>
0: I used to call... Yeah. Go ahead. I walked into my tattoo shop the other day, at my buddy's tattoo shop, where I go and get all my work done, and he's just like, ugh, am I he okay? He's like, dude, there. I just... He's like, if I would have known growing up and being an adult would have been so fucking hard, I would have just killed myself in high school like the rest of the cool kids. It would have been beautiful. They would have like had, the they had a cool ceremony kids. on the football field, everyone would have loved me forever. He's like, now this is all fucked. Yeah. It would've grown up
2: It
3: would have been a great Cobain moment.
2: Well, I tell you, like, I'm thirty three right now. And to tell you the truth So mind you, we have a we have extra people in the studio tonight who are making snide comments. And they're all naked. <laughs> no, we're you streaming it they're, No, they're not naked Well, they can't see him on the video Oh, They're off screen we, But I tell you what, man Like, I don't know Being a grown up does suck That's kind of why I refuse to really grow up You know Yeah What's my age again? Where's my Asian friend? Oh, there he is He's on the stairs He's over there on the stairs Hey, Hey, David. Hey, buddy <laughs> So, anyway. But now, you know, we just... Um, I don't know. Like, Connor and I have entertained the idea of doing kind of like a, a follow-up. Not necessarily... I don't know. It'd be a documentary, the, but... There's
0: so much more to this story. I was telling Adrian last night. I was like, it's frustrating as a storyteller.
2: The, the here's that
0: It's frustrating that I can't tell the whole like extent of this story because it's all the little things that you, yeah. people think you're crazy about, but they all make sense to us.
2: Here's the problem: like, there is a gigantic chunk of this story missing entirely, but it's not my fucking story to tell. You know what I mean? It's my brother's story to tell, yeah. and I, I'm not gonna be, do that to so him. He's ready, yeah. And maybe one day, if he is ready, like to talk about it or whatever, <laughs> we'll talk about it. It'll That's be the great. shit we
0: all have to deal with. It's probably because of him.
2: I, I tell you what, man, like
0: like the deep side, the side that the d- the R rated side that's not in our P G thirteen movie?
2: Our let's be honest, our movie is the way the M rated
0: side that's not in our R rated yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there it is. <laughs> so it'll come out someday. Just like yeah, it will. Blake.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so deep in the closet I'm finding Christmas presents.
0: <laughs> oh
2: my god.
0: It's still barking.
2: It's still barking. It's oh, oh. another
0: inside joke that we're not gonna tell a story too.
2: Oh my God! That was amazing. That was so good. We have way too much fun.
0: We have in way the wise too much words fun. of a live Blank One Eighty Two concert. Oh God! We all love each other very, very much. We are the best of friends. <laughs> we are the best of friends. For, fuck you, Mark. <laughs> fuck you, Travis. <laughs> Except, screw you, Connor. Bye. Oh uh,
2: God. God. No. <laughs> No. I want to. <laughs> I want to finish this podcast. <laughs> we got like
3: eight minutes left. Gotta I know great. it's, it's got to be, be awesome. An, it's got
2: to be an epic, <laughs> <laughs> epic. Oh, all my stuff keeps like messing up over here. What's It's Because we're talking so, about
3: the chapel. Oh, imagine that. The electronics are screwing up. Well, it's
2: weird, too, because, like, the past couple episodes, though, I've had problems with it. I don't think it's chapel-related. Should I turn the vibrator down? Maybe that would help.
3: (laughs) Adrian, turn the vibrator down. Damn it.
2: (laughs) You know, people are going to be like, God, we're a bunch of freaks. (laughs) And we are. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, wait. I do have a question. Blake. 42. Yeah, Okay. Nate no. <laughs> no No seriously like where do you guys see The paranormal field Going because It seems like Right now Everything has been done Every location damn near Has been hunted umpteen thousand Freaking times what, what do you see for the paranormal Right now well, Just like, the paranormal field in general
3: Like we've talked about in in private, before you know, it's been a big bubble. That's it's either popping right now or, or getting ready to. I think you're going to see less TV shows, less interest in it. But I think that's going to be a good thing for the field as a whole, right? Is because you're going to get only the serious people. still yeah, they out can there move hunting on. and still trying to yeah, you know to
2: actually yeah, try to, to further to the advance field. it, right?
3: And not just for entertainment, because what what you see on cable and satellite TV is you know it's for entertainment yes I mean I don't get me wrong I believe they're serious hunters but I also believe that it's hyped up for the cameras because there's the always in, the end result there is profit and, our, and there's result, a product to sell there's and our always, end result is truth and, there, exactly. and there's a very big difference when you watch our different documentaries from theirs because our like I said our goal is truth their goal is profit
2: well I was just going to ask you how how many dollars have you seen from this movie?
3: Uh, negative three hundred and
2: twenty-five. Yeah, see, there you go. That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like it's been nothing but. We're all in the hole. You know, we're not making money on this.
0: Like my, okay, my mom gave me thousand dollars to help me out with college. Yeah. To finish. So I dropped out, bought a plane ticket, and rented a camera to get better B-roll to finish this film. Yeah. And that's what I did. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's how much we've all sacrificed. For this movie. Now, Nate, what about you with the with the paranormal field? What, um, do, what do you see?
1: Like Blake was saying, right now it seems like it's just kind of everything spinning their wheels or the bubbles waiting to pop. It's, yeah. I, I think a big part of it is there's so many people within the field looking to, rather than further the field, just tear down everybody else.
2: There's a lot of them.
1: that. Until the sniping between everyone stops. It's not going to go in.
2: Well, and I tell you, though, there is, um... And I'm going to encourage everybody listening right now. Uh, there is a Kickstarter campaign that you guys can go and check out. And it's done by our friends over at Paranormal Warehouse, which you guys have heard me talk about Paranormal Warehouse... Paranormal Warehouse. All ah, the time. Warehouse! Right? That was the best <laughs> video ever. But... Um, they have this awesome idea. It's like what if there was a centralized location that people could actually go to to present evidence, not freaking... it just ignore all, I've been every troll. But ignore trolls, you know? All this shit. Now also, like let's say you uh let's say you're not necessarily into the paranormal. But let's say you caught something on on a a still photograph that looks what some people would consider like an orb right there's a place like on this website or there will be a place on this website that you then go to and it says it'll have uh different comparisons like thousands of comparisons does it look like this does it look like this does it look like this if it does look like this it could be a bug this is the bug if it's like this, this could be a light reflection or refraction or whatever, and this Josh. is how it would look. It is amazing. It's so Josh Swamp
0: Gas off Venus, yeah. <laughs> right? Hey Josh, yes. So I've been working towards the same thing for the seven years of me doing this, and I haven't had the interest or backing. Yeah. So how do I get involved with this?
2: How do like, you get yeah, involved? How do I get,
0: this is a good idea. How do I? It's help? a very good how idea. Do I
2: help? How do you help? Like it's very simple. We will go to Kickstarter. Okay. And we will... I spent all, my, movie, or all I know, my money on your movie already. But what but we it. can do is we can plug the shit out of it. Yes. Because it's my good friend Mike Diamond uh, for Paranormal Warehouse who's doing this. And I'm actually going to be having him on the show next week. I believe next week. The end of the month, whenever that is. The end of the month, I'll be doing a Paracon in Kansas City. He's going to be a guest. We're I'm going to have a zillion guests at the same show. But yeah, this is all his brainchild, you know. Like, it's awesome. It is. It's very, very cool.
0: Well, I'll blast it to my six fans. <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna put a <laughs> I link. We'll raise dozens of dollars for your cause. <laughs> That's right, and every little this bit helps. helps That's just people. it, man.
2: <laughs> like every little bit helps with this campaign, and it's cool. It's very, very cool. It's just trying to launch a really kick-ass home base for the paranormal, and it's the whole campaign is called moving forward because we've all felt this gigantic change coming. In the paranormal field...
0: Now can it finally fucking happen? Now can it
2: finally fucking get here and happen? Like, I'm not going to get into the conversation I had with Mike today. But I I had a really cool conversation with him. uh, Specifically about that. You know? um, I just don't feel comfortable talking about it right now. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's very, very cool. What they're trying to do and trying to accomplish. And I think they're going to get there. But we all just got to help. And if you can't even contribute... That's not a problem. Just share it. Blast it out a couple times on Twitter, on Facebook, or whatever you want to do. So, And speaking of all that, go over to Facebook if you haven't done so already. Like the Ectoplasm Show page that we have set up. And And like, or why don't you go over to theghostfiles.tv and check out some of our shit that we have going on over there. Connor has a film on there, uh, The Lady in White, that you can check out. I have a film on there called Disclosure. We're
0: about to drop a new film called Longthorn. We are just about... No, we're not going to say a
2: word about it. It's called Longthorn. (laughs) I'm not going to say a shit
0: about it. It'll be released for free. Watch it.
2: it. And I tell you what, though. You all... If you go back and listen to episode 38, you will have a sneak preview of Longthorn. That's, you know, because dealing with my brother James. So, it was fucking terrifying that's what did you for, say nate that's like the first time it.
1: i've known josh for about i've
2: known josh for
1: probably about 12 years been investigating him a long time yeah i haven't seen him that freaked out since <laughs> we were stupid college kids
2: yeah i was ridiculously scared
0: that's in the film so watch. and it's all in the film so yeah mm-hmm. check that out tv
2: and then if you want to drop me a line or whatever uh go to ectoplasm show at gmail.com or ecto or at ectoplasm show, excuse me on Twitter so, so for that I want to end this I'm going to, we're ending this now because we're going to go out and investigate. Here,
0: here's my final words. <laughs>
2: oh God <laughs> <laughs> If a man from the Midwest
0: emails you and says he wants to make a movie, just don't reply. Just don't do it. Just don't Just reply. Don't, reply. Just don't fucking reply. No good will come of it. As always, <laughs> thank you for having me, Josh. Oh, okay.
2: absolutely. Thank you for being here, all of you, son bitches. Bye, <laughs> Blake. Do you have any parting words? This was a horrible idea. <laughs> Going out to
3: hunt tonight. Maybe th- these may be my final words. Yeah, it'll be fine. So, uh,
1: come on,
2: come on. <laughs> it'll be fine. What about it'll you, be my friend? Fine.
1: Um, I'm looking forward to hunting. Like I said, that was the most freaked out I've seen Josh in years <laughs> yeah and i immediately said where is this place let's go tonight yeah it was great yeah it should uh, be fun also check out nathan leet books at gmail.com or nathan Leet on facebook and follow my uh the spirits that haunt me book
2: hell yeah all right everybody have a great freaking weekend we will talk to you all soon peace out I'm making a rule never
1: to get
3: involved with protest people. Actually it's more of a guideline than a rule.
1: And I know what I saw and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. I-